and we are back. It's the Jets Way podcast, Jake and Sean. Sean, you know the drill. What's going on, my man? Nothing much, you know. Same old. It's getting very cold in our area, but I'm doing well. How are you? Doing splendid. <laughs> and speaking of splendid, I hope Greg Williams is having a splendid day wherever he is. That beautiful, beautiful man fell on his sword, died for our sins. We will get into all the craziness that happened on Sunday, Greg Williams being fired, and some potential coaching rumors that have our ears for sure. But first, the craziness on Sunday. Sean, take us through your feelings with, what was it, 32 seconds left in that football game? Yeah. Right? Uh, that, that, that's what the Raiders had. Take us through yeah. your thought process and what you were thinking in those last 32 seconds. Uh, I was pretty much thinking, I can't believe we're losing Trevor for a, such a m- meaningless game. And I was in tune with the Jags game because uh, that was a close game too. But I was, I couldn't believe it because no shot that Jags won another game. And I, I thought Trevor was slipping out of our hands. We were watching it happen in real time. And I was hoping something would happen, but everyone knows at the end of NFL games, Hail Marys rarely work like that, but I thank the good Lord for a man named Greg Williams. You couldn't have said it any better. Um, (laughs) If this was any other game, I would probably want to smash my entire TV set. But I have never been so excited for the Jets to lose in such heartbreaking fashion that I really thought that somebody was looking down on us. And it's meant to be. This team will not win a game. The next three games are completely unwinnable. Like, zero shot. Yeah. At Seahawks, off of a loss. At Rams, going to be playing for the division title. Rams also on a longer week because they're playing Thursday night this week, so they have more time mm-hmm. for the Jets. And then at Browns, we've seen – We've seen the – we at Browns? No, we're, we're home against the Browns, correct? I think it's home. Yeah, I think what, it's home. Whatever. It doesn't matter if we're home, away, neutral. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We saw what the Browns did to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're going to absolutely blow our doors off. But that's what I'm hoping for. Yep. Then week 17, it might be a little bit dicey, but we saw what the, the Patriots did going to Los Angeles yes, uh, on Sunday, going to Justin Herbert and completely uh, – what are they? They shut out the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Right, that high-powered offense with playmakers all over the place, best young quarterback probably in the league, they shut him out. I think we're fine there, too, on the road. And you think Belichick wants his name to be attached to the t- the guy that lost to an 0-16 team, potentially? No shot. So we're in good hands. We need to stay the course. Greg Williams, again, Henry Ruggs, who tried to just yeah. give us the game. He fumbles the football, and then the ball went off his fingertips and went into uh, Millette's hands. <laughs> just tried his best and then redeemed himself. That's what this world is all about, second chances. And we are full steam ahead to completing this tank. And we better buckle up our seatbelts. We have quite the ride ahead of us, my friend. Yeah, it, it was very nerve-wracking. Uh, hopefully the Pats are playing for something the last game of the season. But Bill's not, not going to want to lose to us, no matter the case. So things, things these guys stay the course, like you said. We, we do. And it wasn't all terrible. Uh, Denzel Mims, who needs to be targeted more. This yeah. just goes to show how clueless Adam Gase is. Um, 
had the nice two point conversion. I was, I had such a lukewarm feeling about that, but it worked out in the end, like we alluded to. Yeah. Uh, this Lamar Jackson, he can't play corner. We figured that out. I'm glad we found it out the way we did. Uh, Bryce Hall getting meaningful reps didn't look terrible. Didn't look terribly he held his own. Oh, yeah. uh, Ashton Davis is out for the season now. We cannot go into next season with Ashton Davis as the returner of the secondary. It can't happen. Uh, this next guy I'm about to talk about, Marcus May, needs to be brought back on an extension, I think. Played a great – that holding penalty, my God. <laughs> but overall, really good game for Marcus May, who's a really good player yeah. in the prime of his career. Joe Douglas could not drop the ball there. I would bring Marcus May back at all costs. Uh, am I missing – oh, the running game. How can we forget? And Quinnen, yeah. And quit. Well, 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 I was saving him. The running game, it takes Frank Gore getting out of a football game for Adam Gase to put some. It, it's magical how. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? What a concept. <laughs> when you put a young, fast guy in there, it doesn't matter who it is. Ooh, he's got a little bit of burst in his step and can break off these long runs and extend the drive and make us look, dare I say, somewhat explosive at times, running behind Makai Becton. Whereas mm-hmm. with Gore, he gets three or four yards and falls down because he runs out of juice. <laughs> it, what a concept. The offensive genius where football is going. Couldn't, could, he doesn't know that, but we do. So, yeah. yeah. The concept is uh, firing Greg Williams after that, I guess, the whole organization was really upset with that play call, but not having seen enough from Adam Gase and how the offense has looked such like a juggernaut over these last two years. Yeah, we, are, we, we have a lot to get into with Greg Williams too. But be- before we get into Greg Williams – Quinnen Williams, another Williams we're talking about here. Quinnen Williams, it's, it might be time for me to really say my apologies to him. I thought he was a bust. I'll admit it. I will happily eat crow. He looks like a player, man. Whether I think yeah. he's still the right pick or not is not to be debated. Uh, I still think I might would rather have Josh Allen, but that's an, uh, that's an argument for a different day. Quinnen Williams looks like a keeper, looks like a player, a, a foundational piece on the defense. God knows we need foundational pieces. So I'm very happy with that. Hopefully he, he keeps getting better in losses. Now, on to Greg Williams, which you alluded to just a few seconds ago. Greg Williams was fired as soon as Monday happened. Uh, take us through uh, what you thought as soon as you heard the news of Greg Williams no longer being the defensive coordinator for this football team. It, it just... It summarizes the Adam Gase Jets pretty much. Uh, so we're winless this year. Offense looks terrible. Same case for last year. Offense looked terrible. Uh, I guess that that play that one play call was enough for them to let him go. Uh, I wasn't shocked, but it was just very Jets. We have this head coach who is by far the worst in the league, and they let go of the defensive coordinator off one game, and a lot of our failures have been due to offense and not defense. Yeah, it's just a typical Gase game. Yeah. It's his fault, not mine. And he saw his opportunity to strike where he wouldn't get backlash from the media, and he struck. And I'm not surprised whatsoever. Now, Greg Williams wasn't doing that on purpose for the Jets to lose. He's just an aggressive play caller, and nobody yeah. n- nobody really wants to uh, talk about how when the Jets were playing cover three, the play before Henry Ruggs broke free, yeah. they Aguilar was open. He blew, two, he yeah, blew by. Wide open, wide open yeah. R- Seriously. So what if would it be different if that was a touchdown and Ruggs wasn't? Maybe Greg will I don't know. 
But Adam Gase, you're a play caller. You don't want to call a, a cover zero all-out blitz? I don't know. Maybe be paying attention to the game and the biggest plays that can determine your football team winning and call a timeout and say, Greg, listen, not now. We're not doing that. No, but he's incompetent. Yeah. He's clueless. And this is why he can't be here anymore. And this is why we can't fire him because his incompetence helps us lose. Yeah, I think I'm definitely all aboard the – ride Gase out until the end until we have Trevor locked up and the funniest thing about the game which I think a lot of people know is it was like a lose-lose for the Jets like embarrassing loss that's a loss for the Jets or if the Jets somehow win that game it's lol Jets they somehow messed up getting the generational talent in Trevor I thought it would have been more embarrassing if we would have won that game I would have I would have felt terrible I was so happy at that loss I would have felt terrible if he somehow won that game because it is what it is. They're oh, they don't have a win yet. How much yeah. more embarrassing could it get? Yeah, I mean seriously. So we lost. That's the main thing that we need <laughs> to take away from this. We lost. That's a good thing. And if we would have won. Everyone would have been laughing. Ha ha! The Jets lost Trevor Lawrence. They can't do anything right. They can't even exactly. tank properly. Yeah. Nope. Flush that out the window. It's meant to be. I will uh, keep thinking that until proven wrong. And as far as uh, Greg Williams goes with getting fired, uh, the players did not seem to be too happy about this. You had Quinn Williams come out and uh, voice his support. Uh, the other defensive tackle, Fautikowski, who has turned into a really solid player for them, by the way. And, but no, don't worry. Greg Williams had nothing to do with that. We, Adam Gase, though, the media wants to hold Greg Williams accountable for one bad play call. We can, we can make a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie with terrible play calling by Adam Gase over two years. But no, this one play called defined Greg Williams. And who has Adam Gase really developed on the offensive side of the ball? Can you help me out? Yeah. Anybody? Oh, I was just about to say that. What, what has Adam Gase done for any single player to make them better on the Jets? He ruined all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he ruined every single one of our promising offensive players. Uh, Darnold, ruined. Chris Herndon, after a promising rookie season, ruined. Uh, Jamison Crowder, I guess, was always a solid player. Yeah. Denzel Mims, we'll see. Hopefully, he could just not listen yeah. to a single word Gase teaches him, and he'll be fine. And they still can't even take advantage of Mims. Like, they're not targeting him anything close to where he should be. No, he's not a focal point of the offense, and yeah. that's an issue. And Chris Herndon, I get it. He's terrible and really should be cut. Maybe see what you have in the kid. Try to get him involved in some capacity yeah. to see if we really do need to draft a tight end high in the draft next year. I don't know. But no, we got to see Ryan Griffin. We got to see Griffin. And that and that contract looks terrible for him. He had a few good weeks at the end of last year, and they signed him to an extension, and they barely use him. So it's kind of it's just so. How much more do people have to see? I mean, a lot of people know how bad Gase is, but like it really can't be understated. Really, how bad he is. <laughs> No, and you look at what Miami was doing. You see Gasecki making all these acrobatic <laughs> catches. Gase was using him as an inline blocker yeah. in Miami. So, like we talked about last week, we don't really know what a lot of these guys are because they're getting the worst possible coaching. And until Gase is gone, until Loggins is gone, people are gonna ha they're going to have to have a clean slate next season, maybe with an innovative mind that knows how to get the most out of players do you think maybe our opinions would be changing of a Chris Herndon? Who knows? Not to say we should be relying on Chris Herndon next season as a starting tight end, but you yeah. never know. 
And Greg Williams, we wish him the best. Uh, I I thought he was a good coach. I never had a problem with him. Look what he was working with. Yeah, me too, for sure. I mean, he did the most with what he had. He definitely got some young guys. He built them up for sure. Like guys like Quinn and Fatou Kassi and Franklin Myers too. I mean, the line looks looks pretty solid. I mean, don't like to see him go. I have nothing bad to say about him, honestly. If you look at the circumstances which he had coming into the season where you don't have off-season workouts, your best defensive player gets traded a week or two before training camp starts. Your best player after him opts out of his season. You have countless guys in and out of the lineup. You have your start. McDougal gets hurt out for the year. Desir shows no effort. He's a waste. Uh, Other injuries where... You just uh, don't really know who's going to be there every week. And they, for the most part, looked like a professional defense on a weekly basis. Can the same be said about the offense? When they had their injury woes, they looked like the worst offense in history. Even with a healthy cast of players, they still look like the worst offense in football. So what's Gase's excuse? Greg Williams had plenty of excuses, but no. He tried his best, and the defense... They did their job for a, for a unit that's out there for 90% of the football game. You can't be too mad yeah. at what you saw from the Jets' defense this year, especially with some young players developing into what could be starters next year. Yeah, I mean, the secondary was filled with even undrafted rookies. Bryce Hall was a late-round pick. I don't even want to get on Lamar Jackson for that play. They got him one-on-one to end the game against a guy who runs a 4-3-40, you know what I'm saying? Bro, he had a brutal Very game, tough. though, outside of that. He looked horrible. <laughs> he did get beat a bunch. But it's, was... it's tough because, like, every, everyone else surrounding him is, like, at the same level or slightly higher, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, no, he <laughs> – no, no, no. Might be a nice guy. He, he owned it like a champ, but uh... – Yeah, that one, too. I mean, that's, that's cool to see from uh... – such a young player, really just take that on the chin like that. Yeah, something Adam Gase should honestly learn to do. And yeah. you kind of saw it this week where Gase was alluding to the fact that he did such a terrible job. He came here to develop Darnold's career and made it go backwards. So he's he knows what's coming to him in a couple of weeks, um, thankfully. And we're just going to have to move on. And that kind of brings us into our next topic where local – New York sports radio host Boomer Esiason on his morning show with uh, Giannotti stated that Bill Cower might be interested in this Jets coaching job, something that Boomer does not say to all. I've, I don't think I've ever heard Boomer say it. Every year, it seems like Bill Cower is linked to some job, and Boomer says, nope, he's mm-hmm. not interested. We have a lot to discuss here because this is uh, this is a name where it could open up some doors here. So what do you think? Would you take Cower? Do you think it's a real report or do you think it's just smokes, a smoke screen? What are, what are we thinking here? Uh, it's, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm always a, a person who says where there's smoke, there is fire. I mean, Bill Cower, like a name like that, it pretty much doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, it would be impossible for me to say no to him. I mean, he's been out of the, the league for like 15 years now, but I don't think there's a way the Jets can say no to, to somebody like that, honestly. Yeah. 
it's going to take a couple of things for Bill Cowher to be the coach of this football team. Number one, got to have the first first overall pick. That's yeah. Flush it down the tubes if you don't get the first pick. Number two, you're going to have to pay him more than any coach in the league, probably. What is Bel- Belichick makes? Pro- what twenty million a year? You're going to have to pay him that, maybe a little bit less. Where, when Bill Cowher was in Pittsburgh, apparently he resigned because he didn't think he was being paid enough, and then eventually wanted to return to coaching. He was actually interested in the Jets job in 2008 mm-hmm. when Woody Johnson didn't fire Mike Tannenbaum. So that's why Cowher said no. And he always planned on getting back into it, but eventually realized, hey, this broadcasting gig is pretty damn good. I got to say, don't have to worry about anything. You could still be involved with football. So that's where he went with that. But maybe now he sees an opportunity here because you have to think a lot of coaches want the right situation where there's not going to be a ton of expectations with this football team next year from a media standpoint. They're 0-16. There's nowhere to go but up. You have that. You could start from scratch, bring in who you want to bring in, make a ton of money, don't have to move. He already lives in New York. The wife's a big Jets fan. You could see the appeal here. And we have to keep an eye on it because I don't think Boomer would just say that. That would be that would be a career suicide because what if Boomer says and you work with this guy every single week? Don't you think it would be a little awkward around the studio on Sunday morning seeing Bill Cowher say, oh, Bill, uh, you hear what I said? It's got all these clicks now. <laughs> I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. Or, oh, I made that up. I was just talking out of my butt, yada, yada, yada. No, clearly one of two things happened. Bill said, hey, boom, you know, push this along. Push this along. I, I want to put my name in the hat. I want them to tip them off for me. Or Cowher was just saying all this, and then Boomer goes, hey, Bill, what if this job was a possibility for you? And then Cowher says, yeah, I'd listen for sure. And then Boomer asks, hey, can I say that on my radio, my radio show? <laughs> Get a little publicity for the show. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure. I agree. It's definitely very, very interesting. And Boomer's obviously a Jets guy. So I kind of see it as like a win-win for the Jets. So other head coaching candidates see a guy like Bill Cowher is interested. That could, I feel like that says a lot if he's interested in the job. So maybe that's like a precursor to how attractive the job could really be. That's why the first pick in the draft has to happen. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 Owen 16 is the best possible thing for this team. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, granted, isn't going to solve every single one of our woes. We are still going to have a ton of holes on this football team. Joe Douglas is still going to have a lot of work to do to put players around Trevor Lawrence to do what he and Mike McCagden should have done for Sam Darnold, and that is build a competent offense and bring in smart people to – take Trevor Lawrence's game to the next level that is the professional level and really have another chance if you're Joe Douglas because this is your last chance if you're Joe Douglas if you get this one wrong this is now the second quarterback you failed you're not getting another GMing job after this so I I would suggest for him to really think this one through put his ego aside if Bill Cowher is out there who this is another thing where if Nothing about Joe Douglas was said. I would say this is ridiculous. Bet Cowher's not going to come here and work with Joe Douglas. He wants to make all the decisions. Apparently, Bill Cowher likes Joe Douglas from what Boomer is telling us. So yeah. 
if somebody like Bill Cower is out there and wants to coach your football team, you need to sit back, pay attention, and listen because he knows a thing or two about how an operation should be ran. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that's really nothing much more to add on to that. That's just, that's what it is. Now, there's other candidates that are linked to the job. I've been seeing a lot of Matt Campbell lately. Um, thoughts on that? that? I would love it, to be honest with you. Here's my only concern with Matt Campbell, and this has nothing to do with Campbell. Do we really want a college coach, a college quarterback? I feel like, I feel like someone like Matt Campbell is like one of the people that are actually coaching football to where it's going. The complete opposite from Gase. And that's like one of my concerns with Cower. Obviously, he hasn't been in the game for a while, but you just can't turn him down. You can't. Here's my thing with Cower. He is around the game from a broadcasting guy, standpoint. Yeah. He's watching film, and he's never been the coach that sticks with the offense, sticks with the mm-hmm. defense. Especially. He's a CEO type of coach that knows he needs to surround himself with smart people on both sides of the ball. And kind of pop his head into meetings and say, nope, uh, that's, that's not going to work. We're going to do it like this. Uh, we got we to fix that. Scrap that. And just kind of oversees the operation. Whereas with Campbell, he's a college coach coming to the professional game. So we're going to have a coach that's learning the NFL style of play mm-hmm. and a quarterback that's learning the same style of play. Granted, coordinators are going to make a big difference. You're going to have to hire an experienced offensive coordinator. So that's where I stand with Campbell. I kind of don't like how we could have a head coach learning to be an NFL coach and a quarterback learning to be an NFL quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely understand those concerns for sure. But there's other, there's other coordinators that are getting a lot of love lately. Uh, Brian Dable we saw last night on Monday Night Football. That's a guy I'd hire. Me too, um, yeah, for sure. 49ers coordinator uh, Robert Sala. He looks like a lock for the Lions job from what I'm reading and hearing. Really? Lions job, it, wow. Apparently the state of Michigan <clears throat> wrote him a letter or something like that, or the, <laughs> the officials. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, we should do that. Hey, a letter. <laughs> yeah, hey, Johnsons, please uh, fund together $20 million a year for Bill Cower. Yours truly. <laughs> uh, other coordinators, Joe Brady will get a lot of love. Uh Arthur Smith for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one name I call I, I I pause about. I don't know how you feel about him. Yeah, I mean, even I would go for Joe Brady, but definitely a little lack of experience there. But it's Arthur Smith too. It's it could go either way, you know. If you go the coordinator route with the offensive coordinator, you're gonna have to bring in a defensive coordinator like a Wade Phillips. Yeah. Uh a Dan Quinn, a Gus Bradley those kind of names that have been a head coach before that have led successful defenses. Whereas with Bill Cowher, I don't know what kind of assistance he would be bringing in. That's the real question is who does he still know that's in league circles right now? That's my, that's my whole thing, but you would have to kind of trust his, exactly his judgment, which we have no reason not to. Exactly. You would have to think a guy with that stature, like could, surround himself with some really, 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 really smart football people. Yeah. Where as with a coordinator, you don't really know because he would probably bring a couple guys from his old staff with him uh, that would be promoted to coordinator roles themselves. Whereas 
they would be position coaches for their old situations. So it's going to be a long, hopefully extensive process because this hire, you're going to have a lot to choose from. This is not this is not a job where nobody wants it, where you're going to have to hire somebody from the bottom of the barrel. This is arguably the most attractive job in the league. There's no other way around it. And the last thing I want to see is a search committee. Please, Johnsons, do not do that again. Please. No. What, what was the name of that search committee that brought us uh, John Idzik? Oh, I don't know. It was some stupid one. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> and then Charlie Casserly and yeah. uh, Ron Wolf. They oh brought us. God. They brought us the one and only Bulls. Uh, <laughs> then, Charlie Casserly. Then, yeah. And then Peyton Manning, of course, oh, make that no. phone call, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't think they used a search firm for Adam Gay, but no, nope, yeah, I don't. We, I we don't, got the phone call from Peyton yeah, Manning. Exactly. Yeah. That that That'll was do it. it. <laughs> that was it. Peyton Manning. Maybe we need Peyton Manning's approval to draft Trevor. Is Trevor? Is Peyton Manning calling Trevor Lawrence and telling him not to do, not to do? <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god. Not to do. Uh, you know, not to go to the Jets like he didn't go to the Jets. Or hey, uh, this guy Adam Gase is not the coach next year. You should not play for the Jets. They don't know what they're talking about. Look how good Gase is doing. I wonder if Peyton Manning even watches any Jets games. No yeah. shot. I highly doubt it. And even even before he made the call, the the big call he made, uh, I bet I doubt he watches any Jets football like over the course of his life. Now, has he done any interviews since Gase has been hired? I feel like he's just gone missing. I I haven't heard from him. I don't know. If you're a reporter or you have him on for an interview. Shouldn't you ask him, hey, wh- whatever happened with that whole phone call for Adam Gase? How's that going? And in his mind, he's like, oh, I just did this guy a favor. You know, I got him another job in the league that he had no business getting. Because he's he's literally been terrible at every, for every other position in his coaching career. The, Dolph- the Dolphins head coach, that was horrible. And somehow he lands another. <laughs> did you, what's funny is I saw – when Matt Patricia got fired, that he was Matt Patricia's offensive coordinator to go to the Lions, that if he did not get the Jets job, he would have gone to the wow. Lions. Wow. Can you that imagine be... how can you imagine that coaching staff? All time worst, probably. That would have been very, very funny to see. Patricia and G- and Gase would have been the interim coach right now. Oh man. That that would be a sight. I just hope it's not like last time where we have Kingsbury rule uh say what you want about mike mccarthy at the time he was i still would take mike mccarthy yeah. 10 times out of 10 over gase i'll tell you that 100%, much 100 percent, yeah where we have all three of those names in our building and we somehow choose gase like i don't want to see can you imagine the coaching search goes joe brady dable let's just throw Bien- they had the enemy in there too last time the mm-hmm. enemy uh i'm not even gonna say bill cower just say those three names are in there, and then they hire, like, Bill O'Brien. Oh, man, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what's our worst-case scenario here for Coach? Like, Bill O'Brien's not possible, right? Come on. <laughs> like, who's, like, worst-case? I, I, our worst-case scenario, it's either Bill O'Brien. Oh, our worst-case scenario is Doug Peterson. Doug P. We already went over I, this. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that's the that one can't that would happen. be bad. Yeah, I would fire if I owned the Jets and Joe Douglas said, Hey, uh, I want to hire Doug Peterson, I would say, Get out. Yeah. I mean, the thing I'm still worried about is Woody and Chris Johnson trying to be a part of the coaching search. Hopefully, Douglas can 
really trying to fend them off and say, no, like, I got this. Come on. You see, I want Woody Johnson involved with the coaching search, and I'm going to tell you why. I want Christopher Johnson nowhere around the football team ever again. <laughs> ever again. Just no. Just get far, far away. I don't want to see Christopher Johnson here from him again. Done with him. I want Woody back because I guarantee you Woody's going to come back here and say, what the hell is going on? What I left the team like this. I'm, I'm, re- I'm not here to finish in last place, go 0-16. I'm here to win. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend X amount of dollars and I'm going to hire a big-name coach, whether that be Bill Cower, Jim Harbaugh, whoever i got to bring in. And we're going to get this thing on the right direction. If this Douglas guy is not on board with this, who I've never talked to, or well, he's, I'm sure they've probably talked, but mm-hmm. who I've never worked with is not on board, he's going to get his bags and I'm going to buy him out. I don't care what kind of deal he has, and we're going to turn this thing around. That's why I want Woody Johnson here. I want – I mean – Woody's like the lesser of the two evils to me, but I just want him to say, Joe, pick the right guy. Like, money's not a factor in this. Just get the right guy. Yeah, money is not a factor because they did try to chase Jim Harbaugh with Woody Johnson as the owner. So that's what – spending money has never been an issue with Woody Johnson. Whereas last Mm -hmm. year when we had Christopher Johnson, we seemed to be pinching pennies to the fullest amount. We couldn't give Logan Ryan – any money how how does logan ryan look this year for the giants he looks pretty damn good wouldn't you say yeah we and couldn't pay robbie like, anderson yeah and that look at him now but just the the concept of owning a football team and just giving that to your brother who has zero experience with a football team and expecting something good to happen is just bizarre i would have rather given it to peyton manning <laughs> i would give anybody to, else <laughs> anybody else besides your brother who probably did not know a single thing about running a football team nope just said hey i'm going away for a couple of years here you go <laughs> take care of this thing for me yeah take care of it no big deal don't, it's just the new york jets <laughs> don't bother me just call me if the place either floods or burns that's it <laughs> so hopefully he comes back with a little bit of sense of urgency to turn this thing around because it's getting way way out of hand and I didn't think it could get any worse with Woody Johnson but it somehow did in typical Jets fashion so you're you're still standing firm that you said you told me last week who would you want hired as the coach again did I believe it was Matt Campbell you said I think last out of week. all the names yeah I think out of, out of all, all the names I said Matt Campbell yeah well I'm changing mine uh I still would love Harbaugh don't get me don't get me wrong Bill Cower take I me mean, home yeah. I would be fully on board with that. Okay, so we're. I'm, I'm glad we're putting a Hall of Fame coach over Matt Campbell, who's never yeah, coached nah. a day yeah, exactly. in his yeah, life definitely. in the NFL. So if they went the coordinator route, I'm going to be honest with you, I love Joe Brady, but this guy, Dable, looks like a coach, man. He looks like yeah. he knows. Do you see the Bills play calls? There's, there's movement every. There, look at all these shifts, the reverses, yeah. RPOs. Josh Allen. Josh yeah, Allen I mean, went from a bust to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I thought he was ter- – everybody thought he stunk. Yeah, Look at I him mean, now. That's a guy who I feel like just works with what he has. He works with everybody's sh- strong suits. Digs like they use him way better than the Vikings did. It's just the offense really took a step. He would excite me. Yeah, he definitely would excite me. Absolutely would excite me. He moved up on my, my list a lot. He's definitely on the radar and a guy that we need to be speaking with at the end of the season for sure. I agree. And Sean, we have four more weeks of suffering. 
We're going to have a nice Christmas. Greg Williams, you better have a happy holidays wherever you are. The Jets did him a favor. They let him go home for the holidays, hang out with his loved ones, maybe smoke a cigar, enjoy a cocktail, whatever he wants to do this holiday season. Greg, you do it. And that'll do it for tonight, Sean. Always good talking to you. Always. And as always, (laughs) go Jets.